Welcome to the Vocational Education Podcast. Here's your host, Dr. Dan. Welcome, I'm here with Mark Miles again to talk about advanced assessment practice. In this case, uh, advanced assessment practice goes hand in hand with advanced facilitation practice because these are the two fundamental skills that trainers and assessors need. So Mark, welcome and give us an idea about what it means to be an advanced assessor. I think the most important thing for me with this unit is that, again, it's high level thinking, very similar to the facilitation unit. This one is stepping back and looking at not just the assessing um, individual instruments or tools, but the process in general. And I think that uh, at a certain level, somebody should be able to know what the principles of assessment are. Somebody should know what the rules of evidence are. But I think I learned the most when I was actually, uh, as an advanced assessor, also giving feedback to other people as to how they were assessing. So essentially, um, I think an advanced assessor should be able to give really effective feedback. And Mm. I think they should be able to also monitor and coach and support other assessors to be doing a great job. I think they should be able to look at their assessment tools or instruments in a very critical fashion. They should be be knowing about non-compliances. They should be able to see where instructions are letting students down or even auditors down. And they should be able to spot things that could be missing and be able to make those repairs, so to speak. And I think um, the advanced assessment practice they're able to understand the entire process from zero to the end and be able to, I guess, smooth out the learning journey or the assessing journey for a student as much as possible. And I think one of the biggest ahas that I ever had was that there's multiple stakeholders involved in assessing. Mm. You've got the auditor, let's be frank, you've got the auditor that's going to care about it and we define stakeholders as anyone that cares. <laughs> um, we've got the student and we've got the designer of the assessment and then we've got the assessor and all th- um, four of those people want different things Mm. and a student wants it um, you know they want contextualization they want reasonable adjustment a designer they want to be able to meet all the criteria and um, follow all the policy and procedures for the RTO an assessor wants it quick and easy they want to be able to fill out the forms and they want to be able to mark their students as easy as possible okay and um, unfortunately very often the different parties don't understand the needs of the different parties. Mm-hmm. And how, about, I think, how about sorry to butt in, how about mm-hmm. the auditor? The What's auditor the wants <laughs> the auditor wants every aspect of the unit tightly assessed and they also want it assessed against industry current standards, whatever yeah. they may be. So I think um, the assessor often doesn't understand what the auditor wants. The auditor often doesn't understand or want to understand the different um, dynamics that are going on. And I think um, one of the challenges challenges as, as an advanced assessor is being able to help all of those stakeholders navigate those different needs. And I think I really learned a lot when I had to sit down with different assessors and help them understand that process and also coach and help them to give better feedback or more empowering feedback to their students as well Mm. and helping them understand the rules of evidence not just as definitions but also active criteria that we could use when we're speaking to students Mm. and when we actually looked at well valid authentic current sufficient and being able to bring that into conversations with people um, it really brought it to life so I think an advanced assessor doesn't just know the theory but is actively walking the talk seeing assessment seeing assessments and seeing where's it going right where's it going wrong and being 
able to really enhance the process um, for the student themselves. There's so many things come to mind. As an RTO owner, there's another stakeholder there. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, want it to be compliant. No worries there because you don't want the auditors or whatever they're called now to be knocking at the door saying, you know, you're going to lose your registration because you've missed two performance criteria or Absolutely. something. Absolutely. Uh, number two is I want the process to be rather simple for both the assessor and the student. Yes. When I say simple, I mean straightforward. Mm. Uh, so things that um, are meant to be seen are seen, things that aren't, aren't. Uh, and by that, I mean, for example, when we're moderating, okay? So when uh, you as an assessor or one of the other staff as an assessor might see something that they think, okay, well, my students keep getting this wrong or misunderstanding mm. it or answering it uh, in, in too short a manner or whatever, uh, this is something that needs to be moderated quickly. Uh, I, and I know, again, as an RTO owner, uh, we want to see that fixed quickly. Um, the larger the RTO, from my experience, the harder it is to get it done quickly. Um, we're lucky in that respect. We can get it done pretty quickly. But um, I have seen, um, base, I guess on feedback, uh, through moderation sessions, that if a student is um, consistent or students are consistently getting something incorrect, it's not their fault. It's mm-hmm. the question's fault and so forth. So as an advanced assessor, it's about being able to not just apply the rules of evidence and, and the principles, but see how they can actually make a difference within the organization, um, sure, with other assessors, like you said, but also uh, in the assessment instruments and tools themselves. Mm. Also, like what you said about the whole process, because again, as a stakeholder, I want to make sure that the assessments, uh, like things like version control and everything are up to date. We use the right ones at the right time. Uh, we keep an archive of all the old ones. You know, this is something that an advanced assessor should know all about. Mm. Um, oftentimes, if we just finish our cert form, we're out there and we're doing some assessment. Pardon me. Um, the assessment starts when we get the assessment in from the student, and it finishes when we give them a mark. Mm. You know, great, but that's that's not being an advanced assessor. Yeah, that's doing the the minimum, the mm. absolute minimum. So the other thing I think is incredibly important for that progress from from simple to advanced is validations, like yeah. continually doing validations. Moderation's great, but actually attending validation sessions and mm. really applying those questions that we have in validation documents to not just the assessment instruments themselves, but uh, examples from the students. So that, I think at the end of the day, that does allow an assessor to reevaluate what they know about the assessment tool that they're evaluating or they're, they're validating. Uh, but on a broader scale, it lets them apply all this knowledge that maybe they hadn't been applying up to that point in time. So validation's uh, kind of like your professional development as an assessor to become, uh, I think, a more advanced assessor. And the last thing I'll talk about before I'll hand over to you again is this idea of sharing your knowledge. Um, as a senior assessor, you're going to have people who maybe just uh, enter your organization or even if they've got assessment experience elsewhere, maybe they haven't assessed what you're doing uh, in your organization. Maybe it's the qualifications are different. The way the qualifications are assessed is different. Maybe they're doing online instead of uh, um, hard copies and things like that. You know, so they're going to have to learn quite a bit. But as a senior assessor, your role is not just to teach them the basics, but to open their mind, like you said, to the rest of that process um, even if as an assessor in that organization, they don't have to hand it off to someone and, and do anything else with it. Um, I think it's valuable. It's a bit like learning maths in high school. Mm. You don't need it all, but you know, in 20 years time when you did need that little bit of it, it was really handy that you, at least you had that background. Mm. And so I think the background information that you learn as a, a new assessor from a senior assessor is, uh, is, is valuable to your growth. 
Definitely, definitely. I think for me with assessing, I've always come back to a very simple model, which is the RIG model. Now, this is something I created, but essentially R stands for remove assumptions. Just because you've seen it in training doesn't mean it's going to happen in assessing. And I think it's really important that we need to make sure that we remove all assumptions about our students and about what could be going on for them. I stands for investigate fully. If you don't have enough evidence, ask for more. And if you're not sure if a student's competent or not, ask for more evidence, right? And G stands for give quality feedback. And I think um, assessors often underestimate the impact that great quality feedback can have because mm -hmm. um, it really can determine the trajectory of what a student will think about when they go on further with their career regarding the topic. Mm -hmm. I think as an, a senior assessor, a senior assessor I often find has had exposure a little bit more to audits. They've had a little bit more exposure to the standards and how the standards uh, for RTOs will impact the assessing process. They'll have an appreciation of uh, the fact that assessing and getting the assessing right, the mapping right, and all those different things and how it relates back to the standards and they can see the bigger picture. Again, it's not just about you know the tick and flick, it's about does it actually um, meet the requirements as per the training package and as per the standards for RTOs. And I think that's a really important thing. Um, maybe they've also been involved in writing guides on how to give feedback and guides on how to do assessing. Mm. And I think um, once you start to do that and start to actually also maybe do quality assurance on the assessing feedback or assessment feedback the students are receiving and start to do quality assurance and checks on the assessors that are in your organization, you can really see a big picture on the quality of assessment that's actually being delivered in the organization. And I think ultimately, um, as inconvenient as it is, assessing is the area that I guess the regulator, ASQA, look at the strongest, more so than training. And so I think when an advanced assessor is operating, they are always linking that back to the bigger picture, linking that back to the success of the organization. And they do look at you know, individual assessing items, whether it's a assessor performance or it's a student performance, they look at it very, I guess, um, in a very methodical way because they really care knowing that any slip up, so to speak, could really impact the organization as a whole. Mm. One thing I'm going to add uh, regarding feedback mm. is when you're assessing someone and let's say it's a short answer test, uh, where most of the knowledge evidence in our Cert 4 and our diploma come from, and the student hasn't put as much as you'd like in there, but they've covered the absolute minimum of the question. So as an assessor, you think to yourself, is that sufficient? Uh, for a Cert 4, does it show understanding? For a diploma, does it show depth of knowledge and, mm -hmm. and so on? Um, even knowing that difference is something mm. important. Uh, and if it does, you have to apply your professional judgment. Absolutely. Now, this is something that, uh, is difficult to convey or uh, communicate to maybe an auditor who sees black and white. Mm. Um, I'm sorry to throw auditors under the bus here, but sometimes, I mean, you're the professional. You wouldn't be allowed to assess that if you didn't have a high level of vocational skill in that particular subject anyway. Yeah. So if you can read between the lines of what they're saying mm -hmm. and you know that they've said the right thing or answered it the correct way, then it's not about just quantity. It's about, oh, I hate saying that, <laughs> quality. Mm. But it is. It's about just having, having enough. Sure, when someone puts a, a big answer in, they've got examples and stuff, you know, I wish I could give them a high distinction mm. because it's great. 
but there is that element of professional judgment and you can only get that when you have that very advanced knowledge of your subject. So I've often said that a good facilitator uh, doesn't have to be the absolute expert in their field because the facilitation, the getting across the knowledge is is more important than maybe the deepest of knowledge. It's not mm-hmm. going to have a good knowledge, but... But when it comes to assessing, it's the opposite. Yes. They actually have to have the deepest knowledge because whatever the student puts down, Mm. they have to, as I said, provide their their professional judgment to see exactly what the student's trying to say. Mm. Um, And sure, as you said, if they haven't answered it correctly or there is not enough there, reach out to them. Um, and, And to touch on that feedback a bit more, if someone does get the answer wrong or they've missed the point or whatever, uh, you've raised this a couple of times, and I think it is so damn important to have an empathetic soul, basically, mm. when you're getting back to the student. Put yourself in their position. Absolutely. How would they feel if you just said, this is wrong, can you resubmit? You know, okay, well, that's correct, but it hurts, mm. <laughs> you know, mm. uh, as opposed to, look, you got this bit right. It looks like you've missed the, um, the mark on this. What I'd suggest is looking here and looking here. Yeah. Uh, and that is one last thing I'll say is that... It, uh, when you're providing feedback, you have to provide feedback that directs the person to where they can go to find the information mm. or give them some hints as to what you're looking for. Uh, just a blank, this isn't correct, resubmit mm. is terrible feedback. Yes. And I think for me, ultimately, as a learner um, on the other side of the equation, if I know why I've got it not yet satisfactory or not yet competent, I can deal with that, so to speak. I can mm. accept that feedback. Yeah, tell me where I've gone wrong and I'll be happy to adjust my response. Tell me where I should be thinking and directing my attention. I think you say that in a really, um, it's very accurately put. As a learner, we want to know, well, where did I get it right? Why did I get it right? But why did I get it wrong? And uh, you know, how should I change my thinking about this question? And I think as an assessor, as long as those components are within the feedback, I think that's um, a great model and uh, great things to you know really include in our feedback. Um, and just the knowledge and awareness that what happens in assessing does have a real bigger picture ripple effect mm-hmm. on um, not just the student, but the organization as a whole. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, with training, we really have a ripple effect on someone's life and uh, their future, really, um, because what we teach them, they really will either go away and use or not use, so to speak, depending on how well we impart the knowledge. But I think on assessing, um, we are certainly... Uh, how do I put this? By our decisions, they end up with a piece of paper. That piece of paper then opens up new doors of opportunity for them, but also gives them the um, skills and knowledge and the license um, in the broader sense to be able to go out and perform a function in society. And by us ticking them off, we are really um, making a statement to say that, yes, this person is ready to be able to do this task. Mm. And I think advanced assessors don't will again see the bigger picture. And they'll appreciate the enormity of what's actually happening in the assessment process. So um, it's not just the dick and flick. It's the thoughts that go into the process itself, making sure the paperwork's right, making sure all the stakeholders are happy through the process. So just Mm. touching back on the fact that each of the stakeholders want different things. um, But at the end of the day, we all want 
competent students. Again, thanks, Mark, for joining us here on this discussion about advanced assessment practice. Uh, one thing to leave the audience with if you're undertaking the diploma, what I'd love to see uh, is for you to have a reflection on the importance of signing your name at the bottom of a, an assessment. Uh, what's the gravity involved there? Why is that so darn important that you get it right? Because, um, well, no, I'm not going to give away the answer. You ever think about it? And uh, as a senior assessor, you should know, and therefore maybe pass that same information on to other assessors that you know, because at the end of the day, uh, everyone's signing their name, not the organization's name, to that assessment. All right, well, thanks very much, everyone. Thank you again, Mark, and we'll see you soon.